0: they stay there and they say yeah and they say there down, 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 down. cause all I do is clean, and if you go in it, put your hands yeah. in here yeah. you Listen. can stay
1: there going yo 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 ha 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 that's all I have to say ha <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, all you doubters out there we never doubted this team Never once. Never Not said a for a word.
0: second did anybody on this podcast say a negative word. About this about coaching
1: staff, about this team, about Dak Prescott.
0: Especially about this coaching staff and Dak.
1: I don't know what your complaints could be about offensive guru Jason Garrett and creative mastermind Scott Linehan.
0: And I don't know how you could criticize Dak Roger Staubach Prescott.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but uh, thank you for joining us, guys. This is Boys Will Be Boys. This is Andy Gatelli.
0: Benjamin Walker.
1: For those of you who are still in disbelief as we are about what happened on Sunday, your Dallas Cowboys, there's no other way to put it. They just monkey stomped the best defense in the league on Sunday. 40-7. to seven.
0: of nowhere. to
1: Then the over-under on this game was like 35 points. And the Jags were favored by three. The Jags were lucky to score three. And we put up 35 by ourselves.
0: We did. Um, I don't know where this offense has been all year. But it, it decided that, you know what? Maybe we should kind of do what used to work and just go ahead and whip that out against this Jacksonville defense and this was wild man
1: like, it took me it took me like the first like two touchdowns to really be like this is happening like I mean this was not ever close folks we stomped Jacksonville into a pile of unrecognizable goo like they had to use dental records to realize that this was the Jacksonville Jaguars and this is probably I mean ben you can give your your thoughts on this but Probably coming in like one of, if not the, best defensive groups
0: in the league. Yeah, certainly the best defense we've played. Certainly the best team we've probably played. I mean, to be seen. Um now, caveats we did catch them with a boatload of injuries, which we didn't really talk last week because we were in such despair of of our loss in Houston. But we did catch Jacksonville at a good time, but they're not a, a pushover to anybody. Um, and <laughs> we made them look like the Jacksonville Jags that we played in London four years ago.
1: Yeah, this was this was wild. I mean, this is a team that's got two very good cornerbacks, including one who's arguably the best corner in the league, probably one of if not the best front sevens in all of football. Um just littered with first rounders and pro bowlers, and they were completely ineffective. It was kind of twilight zone-ish, man.
0: This game was over at halftime. Yeah. Um, you know, Jacksonville, you know, we said it on this pod, they're built a lot like the Cowboys. To me, the Cowboys on steroids, you yeah. know, they don't have an offense that's capable of scoring while well behind they play much better with a lead and they have a defense that is going to hold people to a very low amount of points and usually yards um they didn't this week but that's usually their formula for success is a better talent version of the cowboys
1: yeah i'll say this about their defense you know one thing i noticed is that they're very they're very stubborn um this is a team that they have a lot of swagger they talk a lot of shit Um, And most of the time, their approach is like, our 11 is better than your 11. We're going to come out in man defense. We're not worried about your guys. Our dudes can cover anybody. And that's how they approached the Cowboys. uh, And the Cowboys started to beat them. Specifically, Cole Beasley had an absolute field day in the first half uh, against Patman. And they just kind of refused to make an adjustment until halftime. They just insisted on playing man, despite it not working at all. Um, it was weird to watch. It was very much like looking in the mirror because we do the same thing a lot. We're just like we'll just keep <laughs> doing this and hope it works.
0: Yeah, I, I heard. A, or I think I read a tweet while I was looking at this game from uh, Bob Sturm, and he said there's a lot of hubris on this Jacksonville defense right now. Um, and yeah. Romo kept pointing it out. We got Romo. By the way, Goat was doing um, our game. Yeah, he killed it as always. I love Tony. <laughs> I Fucking love listening to Tony, man. I wish <sighs> man. he did it every game.
1: You know what the you know what the dark side of Tony being a great commentator is? Is what? that the networks clearly were like, oh, to this Tony Romo guy's great. I bet anyone from the Cowboys would be a great analyst. <laughs> talking about our boy Witten. Man. He's uh, struggling. I He's love struggling. Jason, but talking about Rogers pulling a rabbit out of his head on national TV, dude. Come on. Yeah. you. He had this moment where he goes, Aaron Rodgers, he, 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 you think he can't until he does the thing that he does. <laughs> Ah, Jason, and commentators like, all
0: say dumb stuff I because know. you're talking for three hours, but it it doesn't seem like he's quite gotten the. Well, and, of, and I think what you realize is that like, uh, someone compiled this little list of multiple times this year. Jason Witten has said, "Wide open, got him," and it's been an incomplete pass or he's missed him. <laughs> oh,
1: that sucks.
0: So, oh, yeah, he's love,
1: it, like just a great human, but yeah, it, you know yeah. what, like. It's like I said, I think that's a, a bad part of Tony being so good. If Jason, if there was no Tony Romo, Jason would be doing noon Bills versus 49ers games for a year or two, getting his legs underneath. He'd be him, fine. Yeah. And then working his way up. It's just because he's been thrown into the, the highest profile job on the planet. So he'll get there. It's going to take some time. Eventually, we'll start seeing posts that are like, you know what? I kind of like Jason now. You know, he's gotten a lot better. So.
0: But, He'll get his voice. Um, circling back to, to to what I was saying about Romo, though, um, and what Sturm was tweeting about the, the the hubris of this Jacksonville D is Romo started pointing out that they were being very generous to how they're guarding Cole Beasley, yeah. specifically on third down, and they dropped know, Romo, seven
1: DBs. Romo at basically point left him over.
0: made this guy's career, you could argue, or made Cole kind of who he was. And you know, credit to Cole, obviously he's a he's a good player, good slot receiver but you know he's he is who he is he has a role and um a lot of teams have sort of taken away that role on third down they pretty much bracket cole beasley and don't let him get have inside help and then the corner just plays him to the outside and you don't really give up jacksonville was just pretty content to let cole beasley go one-on-one with probably the worst cover defender on that team now do you think any of
1: that had to do with um do you think would you attribute any of that trouble to the fact that normally they've got like a linebacker that covers him short shallow like inside and then that mm-hmm. corner on the outside do you think that any of the trouble came from the fact that they suddenly needed a linebacker to account for Dak Prescott in the run game as he was featured a lot more on the ground this time around
0: yeah You know, I mean, Dak's legs were an X factor. They always are, man. They always are. I when what what do you think the Cowboys' record is when Dak
1: Prescott has three or more rushing attempts?
0: Is it oh, just attempts? Yeah, just three Um, rushing attempts.
1: What's our record?
0: Thirteen and three.
1: Thirteen and two. Very close. What's our record when Dak has a rushing touchdown?
0: Undefeated, six and zero. Correct. Is that right? It's I was exactly just guessing. Right. Yeah. I usually I look up my stats. I promise y'all i guess that. Um, cool. You know, I mean, yeah, when Dak – i I'm surprised it's at three attempts because I was going to say – I thought you were going to say yards. I imagine when Dak rushes for more than 30 yards were undefeated. I mean – Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and he, that was a for him, high high
0: by the way. He's never rushed for more than 50 in a game, and he had 89 or something.
1: On like 11 carries, including like a 27-yard run, which was awesome. And then a a 17 yard touchdown run that that's, I think that that's gonna be the play that like, that really changes how defenses have to account for Dak. Like, you're gonna have to spy
0: him. We've said it. Dak is who he is as a passer, very limited, unfortunately. When at least when you compare him, if you just have him sit in the pocket and try to beat you, he's not. Now, he's not terrible, but he's not gonna beat you that way. Now, if you can get a run game going, get play action going, let Dak use his legs then he can be an effective quarterback, and he's shown that. I'm not saying great Cowboy fans. I'm not saying he's going to be a pro bowler or even extend him right now. I'm saying there's ways he can be an effective quarterback, and for a season and a half, we saw it very often. In the last 12 or so games, we haven't seen much of it because they, they seem to do everything that you and I have like been begging them to do.
1: Like they defer the kickoff. They're taking deep shots early. <laughs> they're using Dak's run game. They're doing the play, they're doing read option. Like and it worked. It worked
0: perfectly. Yeah. Um, well, a little of this is too on Dak. You know, they point out on the road, he does not run as much. I mean, his road yeah. and away splits. He just doesn't. And I don't know. The coaching staff can't be, I mean, we call him pretty dumb. But they can't be that blind. Like they know. <laughs> that's. Yeah, so Zach Martin with- made an interesting comment today about the home versus road
1: thing today. Sure. Um, so the players had yesterday and today off. Um, so it was on a conference call, um, which they'll just let anyone dial into. You're muted automatically, but your boy was just like, "All right, cool. I'm listening to this." So I'm on there with all the bros listening to. There's there's old like, you know. Uh, Mickey Spagnola is asking Zach Martin some question, and I'm just sitting there at work like,
0: okay, cool. Alright, yeah. Uh, this is Andy Catelli from uh, the Boys Will oh, Be Boys Podcast.
1: Uh, Zach, uh, how many bowls of Mintberry Crunch does LVE consume on an average pregame ritual? Um,
0: uh, how many prayers does Mintberry Crunch lead you in before each battle? Dude, we can't even talk that we- we're going to have to eat. How, how much crow do we need to eat
1: because um, we talked the most shit on this kid.
0: Okay, we make fun of him. I don't know if I ever said he's a trash player. We were confused when he was inactive like the first week yeah. or two, and I know he's dealing with injuries, was just frustrating. We Derwin James? And what's frustrating is Derwin James was literally bawling the fuck out, and still is, by the way. So we looked at that like, wow, we have a backup linebacker we don't need. Well, then Sean Lee quickly gets hurt so reminds us why he's Sean Lee, and now LVE in two starts has looked. I mean, he looks like a veteran. It's really weird. and your boy. I will eat crow on this. I'm not on both players you've highlighted preseason, but I'll give you one. And man, Jalen Smith. Oh, I, I told
1: dog. That. Like
0: he biggest freak, beast. You know, he's a freak,
1: and he looks so healthy now. It's, I love it, it's that nice kid's energy from man. last year. It's he's nice fast
0: he's too, man, and it looks like his speeds back. It looks like he's confident um and he'll and when he hits guys he's taking the ball dude like he's able able to run. his big thing was he you know last year and he got picked on in in the passing game covering running backs because he really couldn't get side to side and change direction and you haven't seen any of that i mean he's flying and and the
1: two of them together is such a great tandem because they kind of like like lve seems a little bit more like the like like sean lee jr man he's he's got like all the cerebral approach to the game and then jalen's just this athletic monster so like they complement each other really well. Uh, Jalen had a nasty strip um, for a fumble. Yeah, and was then nice. LVE had a textbook pass defense. Like, it looked like a cornerback covering this receiver.
0: You know, Jason Garrett was asked, uh, I think it was Monday when he does his press conference. He was asked yesterday if Leighton has missed a tackle this year. And he did his robot laugh and was like, probably. I mean, I have to look, but probably. But he's been very good in that role. <laughs> I'll say this: this it's is as good a
1: place as any to. Too, uh, so a reporter asked uh, asked Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith about their growing chemistry, and uh, this was their response. Leighton said he calls me little bro, and he's pretty much my big brother. I'm le- I'm learning stuff every single day at practice and during the games. And then Jalen Smith said it's encouraging because we're both going to be around for a long time, which like. I can't imagine what it's like for Jalen to say a sentence like that to a reporter after just like he spent year, like a year of just like every single day having to answer questions like, how's your leg? How's your leg? How's your leg? How's your leg? Can you run? Do you think you'll ever play football again? Do you think you'll ever play football again? And like now to be able to get in front of these guys and be like, yeah, I'm kicking ass and I'm gonna be around for a long time. So get used to it. That must just be incredible.
0: Yeah, I told you what was it uh after the win? Who did we play week two? Or not the uh, Giants, but the Giants game or who who'd we beat last? We beat the
1: Giants week two, and then we played Seattle
0: and got mashed yeah.
1: Then we beat the Lions.
0: The Lions. After the Lions game, I'm pretty sure it was the game he went up to Jerry and told him he was back. Hell yeah. I so, yeah, I love him. And and I know you're
1: not ready. Then, I know you're not ready to buy in, but uh little Randy Gregory sighting.
0: I'm certainly not buying in, but it's good to see someone besides Tank get back there. Um and, and,
1: David, and David Irving, dude,
0: Irving's back. And does anyone make more splash plays than David Irving? Is, I don't know if he's a guy who can play all 50, uh, 60, 70 snaps of a game for some reason, but he plays like 20 in every one of those. He there
1: there so may far, not but. be a more like naturally talented athlete on this team. Like the first play from I was watching the all 22 today at lunch. The new
0: Rolanda McClain for us.
1: Yeah. I mean, OK, so first play, he hasn't played football in a year. Like he, has not, he didn't go to minicamp. He didn't go to OTAs. He literally has not played any football of any kind in the <laughs> first play. He catches a double from the tackle and the guard, goes just sho- one hand on each chest, pushes both of them back, and dives between them and takes the running back out in the backfield. I was just like, what is
0: going on? He also came about a hand length away from blocking a yeah. punt. And and
1: almost, and Bortles had to throw this that one away because he was about to get blasted by David Irving. So, man, he's shaking the rust off still. I think. I think we're only going to see Irving get better. And now the the full hot boys are reunited, dude. The league should be scared.
0: It's a nasty front seven. Um, you know, we Taco had a little good game. You said Randy had a good game. We'll get into it. We'll yeah, uh,
1: we got to get to the game, man. We're just too excited about all these. We're just sitting
0: here. I mean, we usually do this after, but. You know it was nice, and then, you know we'll we'll do our Reddit comment. I know Andy has one or two um, loaded up, and the fans. Okay. We'll do our preview of this week's Washington R words on the road, and I also have a, a segment I wanted to get to. Andy called. Is anyone in the NFC any good? Oh, I like that because that is a question I have as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so yeah,
1: let's let's just get right into the game, guys. So this was uh, a home game for Dallas. They've won all their home games and they've lost all their road games. So um, this one was played at AT and T Stadium. Jacksonville came in at three and two. Like we said, the number one defense in the league. They had come. They were coming off of a pretty bad loss to Kansas City Chiefs. But I mean, you're playing Mahomes. You're probably going to lose unless you're Tom Brady. So it is what it is. And Bortles turned the ball over
0: five times. In that yeah, game.
1: not great. Not great. So. Uh, right off the bat we knew this was a weird game because first of all me and ben going into this we're like kind of hoping the jags win like because we're like full abandoned ship mode last week we're like in a yeah, bad place spiritually yeah. emotionally like i was texting i we have a group chat with all our friends from childhood and i was literally texting like jags nation like as half a joke but like kind of serious
0: well he texted me on sunday He said game day baby let's go jags so
1: yeah I, dude i was like in on it i was like man I hope they mash us like they did in 2011 or whatever it was. It took me honestly a
0: while. Like, I wasn't rooting against us, but I was also kind of like just ready for the shoe to drop. So it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to come look good. And then I was kind of pissed. Like, we're going to win this. And then I was like, well, okay.
1: That was convincing enough, right? To get your hopes up. So, okay. So um, we did defer the kickoff, which you know we love. And Jalen Smith actually came out and said this to the media. He was like, "Man, I think we should start every game on defense," which I 100% agree with. That's um, so, from scrimmage, uh, they run TJ Yeldon. They Yeldon's been in because their their uh, premier back Leonard Fournette has been out. Fournette a little salty after the game, Ben. I know you saw that he was uh,
0: up in Cole quit, Beasley's quit, mentions. Quit in or something.
1: Instagram comments on Zeke's page being like. Oh man! Screw you and the cowgirls. And Zeke just gave him the the shush emoji, just the shh. Like
0: I wonder if they're boys or
1: if that's just for no. They're, they're they're very close. Zeke actually, oh, really? like, okay. Zeke went to uh, on an on the Cowboys bye week. No. It was either the Cowboys' bye week or did, are they a year removed from each other? Or like, is Zeke one year yeah, older? Yeah, yeah he okay. came out one year before Fournette. Okay, so on Zeke's bye week, his rookie year, he went to Baton Rouge and actually saw sat on, was on the sideline and Hey, know, bro,
0: you the, the best, best running back of this yeah, class? Remember like, I was the best yes. running backs of the last class. That's tight. Yeah,
1: they're really they're <laughs> really cool. So I think that was just playful banter, but like clearly Fournette, like I'm sure that's tough for him because he's he's the Zeke of that team. He's the whole offense, and he's not playing
0: man. You know? And you see what happens to them when they don't have him. A lot what we look like when we didn't yeah, have it looks like the Chargers game
1: last year, TBH. <laughs> so um, so yeah, TJ Yeldon was the was the prime running back uh this time around. So they run him out of shotgun for three yards. Layton Vanderesh coming up making the tackle. Second and seven, Bortles scrambles to the right. Uh he gets four yards before Jalen Smith finds him. Um then they on third and three. They try to do a little like short pass out to Didi Westbrook, who Ben, I, you know, I love Didi Westbrook. He gets plays in this game. He's about the only offensive player for the Jets. Drop really this one. Good. This wasn't the drop. This wasn't the shovel pass. This was like a, oh. just a short pass he caught, but got tackled by Jordan Lewis. Um, shout out to Jordan Lewis, by the way. Like I got to give this kid credit, man. This is a 14 game starter as a rookie, who a lot of people had pegged for being a, a starting corner. Rashard comes in. He instantly is like, yo, who's this Byron Jones guy? He should not be playing safety. We got to move him to corner. He's perfect for my system. And Jordan Lewis kind of gets pushed to the wayside, then gets beat out in camp by Anthony Brown, and then has to listen to a ton of like trade talk. Like people are like, We should trade, do we should deal Jordan Lewis? And Jordan Lewis has stayed there, man. He's grinded. You've never heard a negative comment from the kid, like good attitude. And then he only saw two defensive snaps through the first four games. Uh, one of which was a disaster we played one play of dime against Detroit and Lewis got burned by Golden Tate for a 50 yard touchdown um but with the injury to Awuzier against Houston, was Cheeto out or was he just he was active but did not play he didn't even have a helmet. Okay. so he yeah
0: because I would I would have thought that would have popped up maybe he did because I said the other last week that I thought he got benched but maybe he is just banged up no he is it's it's an injury okay. Um, okay. So
1: he was questionable going into the Houston game, and then he aggravated it during the Houston game. So Lewis had to step up. He played forty percent of snaps against Houston. He played sixty percent of the snaps uh, on Sunday against the Jags, and and Lewis has been making plays, dude. He's he has recovered two fumbles, one in each of back to back weeks. Which for a team starved for turnovers, that's great. Um, but man, I I just yeah, I just wanted to say like I man, I, I really applaud Jordan Lewis because. The tables really turned on him quick, and he could have had every reason to kind of like one out of there,
0: throw a little bit. In that same note, you have to give Anthony Brown props, who had a great rookie year, was kind of poised to be the number two corner last year, one corner, you know, him and Skandrick, and then eventually got beat out by Cheeto and Jordan and had to move to the slot. Him back and refuses to lose his job in the camp to the slot. And he's, he's kind of taking that role and he's, he's not great, but man, for a six round player, you know, you could do worse. And, you know, he's, he's well liked by that coaching staff. You know, they always say good things about his mentality and his work. And he is, yeah. Yeah. So, Uh, I mean, both of those guys, they're not as good as kind of interchangeably mediocre. (laughs)
1: Like they (laughs) both kind of have really bad (laughs) moments, but The
0: players like the fans know and like, like us, and then everybody else is like, "Who the hell's
1: that?" Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But so yeah, so Lewis stops uh, D.D. Westbrook on this play, gets a good tackle in the open field, um, gets them to fourth and two, and they punt. So immediately the defense forces a three and out, which that's all you can ask for. And this defense would deliver this pretty much all day. Um, So they they do punt. Uh, to Dallas, we we get it at the 17. Um, and on the first play from scrimmage, Dak steps up in the pocket and hits Jeff Swain for 11 yards. Um, Jeff got popped okay. on this one. This was a, but this was a good pass by Dak and a good catch by Swain.
0: Yeah, Swain is our leading receiver. Probably, I don't think it's, that's it's going cold now. I know it's, it's cold, cold now, on. but. <laughs> We, you know what? If someone's got to merge in that tight end group, why not Jeff Swain? You know he's apparently got some bit of chemistry with Dak. And I'll
1: say this about Jeff Swain: Um, I give him some credit because Jeff is being asked to do the jobs of Jason Witten and James Hanna. Like (laughs) they they want him to go catch passes, and then when they're like, "Okay, we need someone to go in and throw a crack black, crackback blindside block on Fletcher Cox." Hey, Jeff, get in there and go ahead and uh, suicide yourself into. Fletcher Cox real quick so we can spring this run play. And Jeff's Jeff does everything that's asked of him. And he doesn't like screw up royally that often. He's just like not amazing upside. He's just like, you know, he's like a 40-degree a day, you know. So <laughs>
0: um,
1: but he played he had a good game, and this was a great catch. Um, so that gives us a first and ten at the 28. We run Zeke for a yard. Uh then Dak tries to throw a ball to Alan Hearns, but it's knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Alan Hearns has had some bad luck lately, man. He cannot catch a ball for anything. Um, and you know he really wanted to show out in this game, being that this is his former team.
0: Yeah, they tried. They threw a couple lobs to him. and it's just five
1: targets, no catches.
0: Yeah, they tried to get in the ball in the end zone a few times with Jalen Ramsey covering him, which, God, do not like that matchup. Almost okay. bit us in the ass, but – yeah, you would have liked to see more. i I think by year's end he loses the number one role to Gallup, but it's a slow process. So Gallup's starting
1: to show some flashes. and I like yeah it a speaking lot.
0: of on um, third and nine, which is basically a punt situation for Dallas because we never convert these, especially so far this season. We test Boye, the number two corner on Jacksonville. A very good number two corner. Um, one-on-one with Gallup, and Gallup wins it, man. Good throw That's a day. contested catch, dude. And even the announcers said it. They were like, that's a very Dez-esque catch. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: and I agree with that, man. I mean – Some of
0: us smirking probably is Nance. Uh, he's showing
1: He's showing a lot of – Gallup shows a lot of things that we saw in the draft, you know, that things that we wanted. He's starting to show those. He's getting separation. Um, he makes contested catches uh, great route runner. Like those are the things that I think separate good NFL receivers from guys that were just good in college based on their athleticism. Um, and Gallup will have another play in this game that, but for, you know, a tiny, tiny tap of the toe is a touchdown. So I think we're going to start seeing Gallup come on, especially as you get towards the end of the year. I think we could definitely start seeing him emerge and we'll eventually, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. I think Gallup will be our number one receiver eventually.
0: Yeah, I would I would not be surprised. There's Unless not we a go whole get the lot boy of boy Nikhil
1: Harry in the draft that is.
0: <laughs> it would not surprise. There's not a lot of talent in front of him, so there's definitely an opportunity for for him to to take over that role. He played
1: the most snaps of any wide receiver this week.
0: I saw that, yeah. Well, Tavon got banged up, he left the game, but even before that, it was clear. That, and did, that did you hear like Jerry's comments up. on the Tavon thing? I did not.
1: He said uh so T- Tavon has a groin injury. Mm-hmm. And Jerry went on the radio and was like, "Yeah, he's got a very similar injury to another player we used to have, Mo Claiborne. And I was like, "Oh, so he's going to be out for ever?" Effectively, like cuz Claiborne had that abdominal sports hernia thing and he was he out for like not 9 stay weeks
0: healthy bro. in the Dallas uniform. By the way, playing very well for the Jets in two he had seasons. a pick the other day, pick 6 in this yeah. one.
1: Yeah. Hey, good for dude, I, I never hated Mo. Just you like got a frustrating pick, in. dude. I thought he was about to be. You know, You're even dude, even Cowboys haters, even Lane, the Cowboy hater Broadway. When do you remember? Like when we traded up. He was up supposed to, to be Mo. our Jalen Ramsey,
0: bro. He just we, never we, really. We, when we traded up to get Mo Claiborne.
1: Lane texted us and was like, "Shit, they're gonna get Claiborne. Damn it, that's a great pick. Like even him, dude. So well,
0: not many stud secondary members from LSU turn out to be busts. So. Yeah, that's it. That it, looks, it looked good on paper, and he's playing up to his name now. You know, just he's no Byron Jones. Say that, <laughs> right? Got it. Um, so yeah, so Gallup comes
1: up with a huge catch. Great to see the young kid. I want to see more of it, but that that was great to see. Um, on the next play, Dak uh, sneaks a pass out to Zeke. He takes it for 11 yards. Um, so we're now at first and ten on the Jacksonville 33. Uh, Dak hits Deontay Thompson for a yard. Um, then Dak like tries to run up the middle but fumbles it and recovers it himself um we got a lot of lucky bounces in this game Ben some lucky bounces some lucky calls like this the the angels were on the Cowboys' side on this one
0: yeah that was a very weird play and he <laughs> he, he, he kind of just drops it right in front of him and just kind of picks it up and no one's around runs with it you know it's a very romo s play i said
1: Yeah. And I mean, I know that a lot of people were like, oh my God, Zeke was wide open, but like he dropped the ball. Like it's hard to pick it up and then get your eyes downfield. So, and given how the game turned out, it's all right. So, Um, and then on third and eight, uh, Dak actually escapes really well on this play, um, but Calais Campbell gets to him. Guy led the league in sacks last year. He's going to get some pressure at some point. So, Dak goes down. That gives us fourth and nine from the 32. And out comes. The man, the myth, the legend, Money Maher. Uh solid from 50. Um man, I'm not saying we don't miss Dan Bailey, but fuck Dan Bailey, Ben. <laughs> I
0: would not want to take it that far. I still no, want- we don't
1: need his glass ass anymore.
0: <laughs> but Maher power from cheap is uh is a very good deal. And
1: dude, what's his know- range,
0: man? Like. He hits
1: a 55-yarder later in this game. looks like it was good from, like, 63.
0: Yeah, I said it last week in Houston, and, you know, I mean, it's a moot point. They should have gone for that fourth and one. Everyone knows it. But if you're really Jason and you're convinced you're not going to go for that fourth and one in overtime, I don't know that 57, I think it was, or 58 is out of his range, bro. Dog,
1: that 55-yarder he hit, like, was, like, 30 feet up in the uprights. Like, that had another... Ten on
0: it, in my opinion. Like he could have done the Graham Gano thing. Uh, looking very good. Hasn't missed a kick since that opening week, and you know we gave him a bunch of shit for that. But we we're gonna lose that game anyway. And it was what like hurricane weather out there on the yeah. So Mars
1: killing it. He's money. It's it's he's he's honestly kind of getting towards that Dan Bailey status where you're like automatic.
0: The big thing is, can he make a big one when we need it and the game winners when we need them? We haven't seen that yet, but for right now, yeah, in the first quarter, I'm not worried about Maher. It's true. So, Cowboys
1: would have liked to score a touchdown, but points are good, 3-0. So, we kick back to Jacksonville. They go Yeldon uh, on the first play again. They get six yards, um, and then they give it to Niles Paul, who I did not know still played, an old Nebraska running back. Were you yeah, aware he's still in, in the
0: league? I thought he was tight end. I can't remember what. Well, he is.
1: This is a running play from him. So um, he gets negative three yards. Taco Charlton just makes a great swim move on his blocker and swallows him up in the backfield and injures Niles Paul. So Taco's hits are lethal, which I love. Um, so that puts up gives us third and seven. Um, Bortles tries to throw it to TJ Yeldon, who's covered by David Irving. Um, and that. Puts him back out at fourth and seven, and they punt. Um, we get enough pressure on this punt that they actually kick it out of bounds. Um,
0: Dave Irving.
1: And so we get the ball on the Jacksonville 48 to start our second drive. Um, so all things coming up, Cowboys, at this point. Um, first play from scrimmage on our second possession, we do a little end around with Tavon. He gets three yards. Um, and then go with Zeke for two yards. And then Zach, Zach, Dak. Dude, announcers do that all the time. I know, because they got Zeke and then Dak, and they're going back and forth. I, I, get it. I know. My um, uncle says
0: it too. I just, I just think this is old white people don't know the name Dak. Fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Um, and then Dak finds Cole got Beasley for 15 friendly. yards. Uh, this was a th- they had a great connection all day, and Cole was playing out of his mind. He was making some some snatches.
0: Yo, this is the first sighting of Cole, I think, and it would not be the last. You know, he's been very quiet in the first couple games, and you can you can probably ask, it's probably fair to ask, where the hell has he been all year? Why have we not gotten him involved? But, man, he he balled out today, and he's he's kind of the one who who's been most vocal in that wide receiver group, Andy, about, hey, we are open. Stop talking bad about us. Like, I deserve to be paid. Like, this group's getting open. Look on film. I'm getting open. You know, he's been very... Not attacking Dak or you know the, the coaching staff in any way, but he's been very Just vocal. His his group, his yeah. group, and himself, and he, you know, he walked the talk today, man, against Absolutely. a good team. Yeah, most
1: definitely. So, 15 yards right there for Cole uh, that gets us to the 28 yard line. Um, Zeke then runs up the middle for three yards. And then another very weird Dak play here. So Dak gets the ball. He scrambles. There's oh, a sorry. This arm. was the one
0: I was thinking of.
1: So Dak scrambles up the middle. He drops the ball in front of him. It bounces forward, and he catches it on the bounce, and then runs.
0: And okay, yeah. Gets
1: a first down. It gets
0: the. For this is the play I said was Romo-esque, where he yeah. he's, <laughs> he just sort and of was just kind of like okay.
1: runs. I mean, good, I guess, but. And and yes, Zeke Elliott was wide open downfield, but I was happy with the first down. Dak did a great job recovering from this. He just he was just trying to pump fake, and I just think he lost grip on the ball. Um, so then on first and ten from the 17, Dak throws a pretty beautiful ball here to, to Michael Gallup, who makes a kind of a diving catch into the end zone. Um he gets one foot down, but his right foot is trying to he's trying to toe tap it down and it hits his own heel instead of the turf. Um, and so they actually review this and reverse it, which sucks. It would have been Gallup's first. Bro, he jumped like him.
0: 10 yards in the air. It seriously yeah. looked like he was walking on the air. It was nasty. Was it was a great a catch. Really weird, like, not weird, very athletic play. Um, so, just missed it and unfortunately gets overturned. Yeah. And so we they reverse it and we're just all like, oh,
1: classic Cowboys if we're not going to score after all this. Um, but on the very next play, we run the read option and Dak takes it up the left side. And I'll say this. Blake Jarwin, who I will talk shit on as well, he throws a nasty block downfield to spring Dak for this. The last 10 yards are thanks to the block by Jarwin. Um, And Dak goes all 17 yards and gets into the end zone for a touchdown. Um, That's got to be Dak's longest rushing touchdown ever, right?
0: I don't know that offhand. I know that is his first rushing touchdown this season, which is a little surprising given that he's probably had six his first and second years, somewhere around there. six each. Yeah, so um, good to see. I mean, like we said, Dallas is successful when his legs are a weapon. And, yeah, this was a nice little run, a good scheme. And this wouldn't be the first time where it sort of just looked like Jacksonville didn't want to tackle him, man. Yeah. I don't think this was the backbreaker. I actually think it probably comes later in the second quarter. But Jacksonville's defense, after just seeing what their offense was doing, and we've seen this in the Cowboys too, just sort of gave out, man, like, I, I don't know what their deal was. I, I don't know if they were just not expecting to get punched in the mouth today by a pretty inferior offensive, talented team. But they checked out of this game real early. Oh yeah. Or you could say we just out execute them all day. But they just did not look interested. They were yelling at each other. Barry Church was talking to somebody on the cold touchdown later. I mean, they just started. They started looking, and Jalen Ramsey with all that fire and swagger started getting real
1: quiet. Well, and Jalen Ramsey, on on it was either Cole's first or second touchdown where he dove into the end zone. Jalen Ramsey's at the goal line and he pulls up.
0: Like I thought it was weird, too. Neither of them, no one tries to lay a hit on him. Like he wasn't going to stop him from getting in, but neither of them even attempted.
1: Yeah, which is weird. So, um, so yeah, that, that makes the score 10 to 0. Um, we kick to, uh, the Jags who take over with 347 to play in the first quarter. Um, Bortles uh does a little read option of his own, goes 12 yards. So he can run the boat doing a little doing a little boat action, boat race. Uh they then hand off to Yeldon, who goes for three. They go to Yeldon again for four. Uh and then Bortles finds uh Cole for 17 yards. This was a good pass. Uh he just like kind of beat Anthony Brown, who was covering him, and like just was able to turn it upfield and get get downfield a little bit. Um, then they give it to Jamal Charles, who gets two yards before Jalen Smith sticks him. Um nice to see Jamal Charles in a uniform again.
0: Yeah, he's had terrible injury history. He's on the wrong side of 30, which basically is a running back means you're entering retirement. and uh, you know, just got picked up off the street because this team's real beat up. Jacksonville is about their number one in fournette, like you mentioned, they're number three, Corey Grant, who's kind of their. I don't know, I always keep using Lance Dunbar, but that little scat back, you know, little receiving back kind of out of the backfield tore or broke his foot last week, and he's on IR, so they had to go sign Jamal Charles off the street just because they have literally nobody else to put next to Yeldon. And uh, anyway, you know, he he wasn't much of a factor, but you're right, it's good to see him uh, still collecting checks out there. Yeah, most definitely. So they actually
1: throw to Charles on second down. He gets five yards, Vander Esch stops him there. Um, and then on third and three at the Dallas 32, uh, they really got to get something going here and Malik Collins just puts on a nasty spin move on the right guard and gets inside and just eats Bortles alive. Eight yard loss on the sack. Um, good to see Malik back in form, man. He was injured for a while and he looked great this game as well. The
0: whole line just played out of their minds. Yeah, and they were moving too, or they weren't moving, but they were inside of our, uh, at that point, what was it, Andy? Like our Dow- Dallas 32. Yeah, so, so that, they this, were. This takes them out of field goal range, effectively. Right. Good play. They punt. Their punter did not have much of a day, kind of shanks us. I mean, I know he's trying to pin us, but winds up getting the ball at the 16 where we take over. So, yeah, we get the ball at the 16. We run Zeke. For six yards
1: uh, on second and four, we is Dak scrambles for seven. Uh, then handoff to Zeke, who goes up the right side, cuts through a little gap, and takes it up the sideline for 20 yards. Um, then we try a, a deep shot to Allen Hearns, doesn't connect. Uh, and then do a little bubble screen to Cole, which Patman actually sniffs out, stops Cole there. Uh, but then we go right back to Cole on the next play on a comeback route, 21 yards on that one. Um, so that's first. Third and 11,
0: and another third down. This big, team, big, I big mean, bridge. that's been our problem. We've been third downs have been just drive killers. We're at the bottom of the league, and today they were really, really effective on third down. Most I don't know definitely. where it came from, but, you know, it's what they did in 2016, what they did in 2017. And, you know, without Witten and Dez, who have always been kind of chain movers, especially Witten on third down, you know, you got to go to Cole.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: So we get first
1: and ten on the thirty one. we run Zeke up the middle. he gets stopped for no gain. Um, and then on second and ten, Rico. Rico So yeah, we do throw a little uh, a little pass to Rico gathers, who gets very athletic play actually. He turned it up field. he can run, man the dude can move.
0: Yeah, Rico siding baby.
1: So fourteen yards on that one. Um, That gives us a first and 10 from the 17. And then uh, Dak pops it over to Beasley, who does the rest. Nice little move after the catch. Gets in from 17 out. Touchdown, Dallas. So that makes the score 17 to nothing, which, man, 17 points is what you might expect us to score in the whole game. And there's 928 to play in the second quarter at this point.
0: Yeah, this is the one we said Cole comes up and they just decide not to tackle him at the goal line or at least put a hit on him. He whips out the sauce baby and his first touchdown of the year, I believe.
1: Yeah. So that was that was excellent. Um
0: so Dallas kicks to
1: the Jags. Uh on the first play from scrimmage, Bortles is sacked um by Crawford and Antoine Woods. Uh so second and 10, they go to TJ Yeldon who gets 6 yards. And then on third and four uh, Bortles is about to get eaten and tries to shovel pass it out to D.D. Westbrook, who just like, can't, it kind of goes off his hands then off his helmet and just falls to the ground. Um, And so the Jags three plays, six yards, just cannot get anything going. This is some very Dallas esque play from them. um, And they're forced to punt. So Dallas gets the ball back with 7:55 to play in the second quarter. Um, You know, Optimally, you want a long drive and a score here. And fortunately, that's exactly what Dallas dialed up. So uh, Zeke's four-yard run on first down. Uh, Dak hits Tavon for five on second. On third and one, they run Zeke up the middle, gets four yards. First and ten from the Dallas 35. A little
0: scrum with Jalen Ramsey on that one, too. You see yeah. them barking? They were. They were getting really right, over, right over Jalen in the middle, and then he kind of pushed him back after the whistle. Um, so first and 10 on the 35, uh, Dak tries to go deep
1: to Tavon. Um, there's a penalty on A.J. Boyer for defensive holding. So we go first and 10 from the 40. Uh, Zeke gets five up the middle. Then Dak scrambles for four yards. So this brings up third and one. Dak tries to go deep to Blake Jarwin. That is incomplete. And so here's an interesting moment, Ben, a fourth and one where uh, last week, obviously, Jason took a lot of heat for his handling of fourth and one. Um, This time, fourth and one from the Dallas 49. um, They decide uh, they are going to punt as usual, though he would go for it several other times in this game. Um, Unfortunately, dude, the Jags just could not get it together this game. They have too many men on the field during this punt, which uh, moves the ball five yards and therefore gives Dallas a first down. Um, first and ten at the forty-six. Zeke gets stopped for negative two yards. But on second and twelve, Dak scrambles for ten. Um, then they get they have give Dak Dak calls zone number again. Gets one yard. So this brings up fourth and one again at the Jacksonville thirty-seven. Uh, this time Jason says, "Hey, we got this. Why not? Why not, Jason?" So Zeke gets two yards. Easily converts uh first and 10 they then run Dak again for two yards I guess it's to the two minute warning um then Dak scrambles for three uh and then on third and fire from the Jacksonville 30 Dak hits Cole Beasley for 18 yards he was just abusing Patman at this point
0: yeah no help either like I said I mean they just never really attempted to adjust and take Cole away from from Dallas and Maybe other teams have been doing that. Maybe we just haven't been utilizing Cole. I, I don't have the answer to that, but Jacksonville certainly did not bracket Cole at any point in this game, at least in the first half.
1: Yeah. So Jacksonville takes a timeout with 59 seconds to go. Cowboys have eaten the whole clock now. Um, first and 10 of the Jacksonville 12. Uh, Dak does a short pass right to Oluwole, the, uh That's the fullback, I believe. Gets three yards. Jacksonville takes another timeout. Second and seven. uh, Dak, incomplete short to Alan Hearns. um, And Calais Campbell was hurt on this play, actually. So that was probably not good news for Jacksonville. Uh, They take another timeout. And then on third and seven from the Jacksonville nine, uh, Dak hits Cole Beasley for another touchdown. So Cole gets two TDs in the first half. Uh, Marr kicks the extra point. And that puts the game at twenty four to nothing. This uh, was over. This yeah, is over. The game I mean, already over. is already over. Not
0: a team that scores over twenty four very often, especially without Fournette and on the road. And they just look shell shocked, man. I mean, we've been on the other end of that sometimes in sports. You know, you you something unexpected happens, and you just you don't have your mojo, Andy, the rest of the day. You can't. You know, when 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 this game was over, I mean they, they didn't really even show up. I mean, we'll go over the second quarter, but they, they make a brief little run and then, you know, we we basically turn it on back when we need to. I don't even mean a run, they just finally score and then had a chance to get momentum and don't. But yeah, man, I mean this is about as perfect a first half as Dallas has played all season.
1: Yeah, oh most definitely. So we go into the half twenty-four to nothing. we got the ball to start the second half though. Um, we would punt to start the second half, uh, but the defense would hold strong. We would force a punt from Jacksonville, then Dallas would punt again. Um, it was the Jags' second possession of the second half where things started to get interesting. Um, so they got the ball on their own 18. Um, first play, they hit TJ Yeldon, who takes a pass up the middle for 20 yards. Um, then they try to go right to DJ deep to DJ shark, but he does not come up with it. Um They do hit a pass to O'Shaughnessy on 2nd and 10 for 17 yards. Uh, Then Yeldon runs around the left side uh, for 15 yards, but they get an offensive hold on that one.
0: Questionable offensive hold, call, but we'll take it. No
1: kidding. Uh, Then 1st and 20 on the Jacksonville 45. Yeldon goes for 5, and Bortles goes incomplete to Moncrief. Then Bortles finds Cole for 15 yards uh, on 1st and 10 from the Dallas 35. Um, they run Jamal Charles for one yard. And then on second and nine, this was just honestly a good pass and catch here. D.D. Westbrook catches a, a ball and just slips beh- between two defenders and gets into the end zone. Yeah, uh, the
0: scheme had LVE basically on the slot. And, I mean, L.V.E. is fast, but not as fast as D.D. who runs probably a 4-4 four, four flat. And it may be the best throw of the day from Bortles. Um, you know, uh, teams are going to score. I mean, I, I had no problem with that one. And, that was really about the only damage um, Didi did to us all day. It was the only damage the Jacksonville Jaguars would do,
1: period. So they score That's seven right. points there. That is it. Um, uh, the falling possession, the Cowboys would just go back to work. Uh, Elliott for two. Uh, Dak then escaped out of the pocket on second and for eight. a and
0: long run.
1: 28 yards. This is awesome. Um, first and 10 on the Jacksonville, 45. Tavon Austin goes for 11 yards. Uh, the Collins gets an illegal block above the waist. That, that sucks. We, for the most part, we had very few penalties this game, and Lael had a tremendous game. This was probably Lael's best game all season.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, he handled the right side, but that guy once a game is going to do something boneheaded. Like, this was just such unnecessary block. Like, you know, Church wasn't even, I don't, I mean, he may have helped him make the tackle on this, honestly. It may have been the reason Tavon gets, um, Pulls his groin on this, you know, sucks to say, but, you know, I mean, he had a good game. I just, once a game, I always see Leo and I'm like, ah, yeah. So unnecessary, man.
1: So that brings up uh, first and nine at the Jacksonville 44. Uh, Zeke goes up the middle for three yards. Uh, then Dak hits Swaim for 10. So we now have first and 10 at the 31. Zeke goes for four yards. Uh, Dak tries to throw into Allen Hearns. Um, and then Dak is sacked uh, by Ngakwe. Uh, so that brings up fourth and seven. And Brett Maher hits a 46 yard field goal. Um, so that makes the score 27 to seven. And you're kind of like, well, you know, they held him to a field goal, and Jacksonville did score last time. Maybe they'll make a run here. Uh, so Dallas kicks off. And on the first play uh, from the Jacksonville 25. Uh, Blake Bortles tries to throw to D.D. Westbrook, throws into triple coverage. Uh, Byron Jones pops the ball up, and what do you know? Jeff Heath comes up with the ball
0: off the, the bounce. heathest of interceptions.
1: 49-yard return, though. Very nice return. Uh, gets tackled at the 8-yard line. That should have been Byron's pick the whole
0: way. Uh, and Byron just never catches the ball. Great <laughs> corner, but he does not take the ball away. Um, they tried to run the same play they ran for that touchdown. I don't know if you know that, and they tried to run it the other way, and Dallas was like, no. <laughs> I mean, that's what good defenses do. They're like, no, we, we gave you that once. We're not going to yeah. fall for this again, and Bortles decided for whatever reason to throw that anyway, and there was not a chance that no. was going to be even incomplete. I mean, there was three white jerseys there. So
1: Dallas gets the ball in the Jacksonville eight. Uh, we run Zeke with a little misdirection play. It does not work out, and Gakwe gets into the backfield. And Gokwe's a great player, man. That guy is good. Um, so he gets Zeke for a four-yard loss. Uh, then Dak tries to throw to Allen Hearns in the back of the end zone, just a little too high. Uh, on third and goal, we throw to Cole Beasley, but he gets pushed out of bounds at the Jacksonville four. And so now we're fourth and goal from the four. Uh, we line up to... Uh, kick a field, a 22-yard field goal, and it's good. Unfortunately, we get a penalty uh, on like several members of our team for <laughs> uh, holding. So we are pushed back to the 14, and Brett kicks a 32-yard field goal, which is also good. So it's now 30 to seven. The Jacksonville Jaguars—they just had a terrible day, man. So first and first play from a uh, scrimmage on the next possession for them. Bortles does a little short pass out to Cole, who gets four yards before Jalen Smith comes out and just smacks him, pops the ball out. Jordan Lewis just dives on it. This was a kind of – even the announcers, like even Tony Romo was like, I'm not totally sure he recovered this ball. Like, it looked like his arm may have been out of bounds when he got the ball, but we'll certainly take it.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, way to be Johnny on the spot there for – Jordan Lewis, but I I could have seen it go either way. You know, this is the second game in a row now. Jacksonville's had back-to-back turnovers on back-to-back plays on offense. Never going to be good. And um, I heard an interesting stat, Andy. So last year, Jacksonville had the number one turnover differential in the NFL. Yeah. Pretty good, right?
1: And they were second in sacks, too.
0: Yeah, pretty good, right? That's going to lead you to a lot of wins. This year... They lead the NFL in giveaways, and because of that, I think are 30th or 29th in
1: turnover They're 30th in turnover differential, and they are 28th in sacks.
0: Yeah, I mean, this team's banged up, but that defense, I mean, even Jalen Ramsey was pretty mum. I don't know if you saw his post-game interview, and he was just like, they asked if they're still the best defense in the league. He goes, we ain't playing like it. Yeah, too
1: true. So Dallas does get the ball here. Um, we are on the Jacksonville 31. Hand off to Zeke, who goes 21 yards. Uh, then on first and goal from the 10, Dallas gets a delay of game penalty, which is dumb. But then from the 15, uh, Zeke, 15-yard rushing touchdown, just bangs his way into the end zone. Excellent run. Um, so now it's 37-7. to 7. Uh, Jacksonville, like you said, coming off a back-to-back turnovers. Um, they do manage to not turn the ball over on the next possession. Um, but it doesn't go a ton better. Um, they come out, they throw to O'Shaughnessy for six yards. Uh, they find Cole for five. Yeldon runs around the right side for nine yards. Uh, and then Bortles tries to scramble. He gets about a yard before Banderesh gets to him. They have a first and 10 on their own forty-six. Um, And they find Greenwich for seven yards, second and three on the Dallas 47. Uh, They hand it off to Jamal Charles. Uh, He gets stuck in the backfield by David Irving for a one-yard loss. Uh, And then on third and four, Bortles tries to go to Dante Moncrief, and it is incomplete deep. So they try to go for it on fourth and four. They're kind of desperate at this point. And he tries to go short to Dante Moncrief and Byron Jones on back-to-back plays. He's covering Moncrief on both of these plays. And Byron Jones just breaks up both passes, like just absolutely shuts them down.
0: So Byron had a hell of a day. Um, he made a little motion to the Jaguar uh, sideline, got Nguacue to charge out at him. I don't know if he caught that right I before they went to the camera.
1: Byron's getting a little bit of swagger now that he's being a
0: little... Yeah, he kind of just jogged off, but he made a little motion to Jacksonville being like, nah. So so they
1: turn it over on downs. Uh, Dallas gets the ball on their own 48. Give it to Zeke for two. Dak scrambles for one. Uh, Then we do a pass to Beasley for six. Zeke runs for two. Zeke runs for three. Zeke runs for one. That brings up third and six. We try to go back to Beasley. It's incomplete. And so on fourth and six on the Jacksonville 37, uh, Maher blasts a 55-yard field goal that had room to spare. Um, he just crushed that. Yeah. He's got all the leg in the world. So that makes it 40 to seven. Um, that, that is all the scoring that was done. They would punt, then we would punt and then they would, uh, kneel it out. And that was the end of the game. So an absolutely dominating performance on all aspects of this game. Um, Ben, it was, it was pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, the stats don't blow you off the page. Uh, Dak 17 no. 27 for 183, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he also runs for 11 for 102 and a touchdown. He had
0: 150 of those passing yards in the first half. I mean, we just took our foot off the gas because we still scored 16, by the way, while yeah. doing that. But we just was no reason, man. I mean, we just Zeke yo- with a pedestrian 24
1: for 106 and a TD, just a very quiet Zeke day. That's like a disappointing Zeke day for a lot of people. Um, I guess the big stat would be Cole. Cole Beasley with nine catches for 101 yards and two touchdowns. Um, That's the biggest. That's only a second 100-yard game in his
0: career. Um, First Cowboy receiver to have 100 receiving yards since Terrence Williams last year against the Chiefs.
1: There you go. So we have been few and far between there. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith um, lead the team with 20 combined tackles. Um, They are sixth and 10th in the NFL in tackles respectively. So they are playing absolute baller linebacker football right now. Um, Ben, just an awesome game all around.
0: It was, I mean, this is a dominated game, you know, there's nothing more to say. I mean, they won on both sides of the ball. Our kicker was perfect. Uh, We forced two turnovers, which the defense hasn't been doing much of. And, uh, they just came out. I, I don't know if it's the the home thing, like you you know we said. I mean that's a small sample size since we typically struggled, but or Bortles is just getting exposed. I mean this Jacksonville team is pretty beat up, and maybe they just didn't come to play. I mean we've seen weird scores in the NFL where Buffalo trounced Minnesota, you know the Jets trouncing the Lions, who then trounced New England. I mean we've seen some blowouts, Andy, but. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not that we won. I don't think a lot of people would have been shocked to see, you know, a 17-7 Dallas win, but a 40-7? Yeah, and I guess
1: the question becomes, Ben, do you think that this was a fluke? Do you think it's a sign of things to come? What's your feeling?
0: Oh, Cowboy Nation's going to hate me, but I think it's a bit of an aberration. Um, I think there's nuggets in there for sure that you can carry over you know, Dak running the ball, um, Cole being the guy on third down. But, I mean, if a team starts to double Cole on third, I still don't know if we have any other reliable receiving option. Um, I still don't know if Dak can beat anyone with his arm. He's got to be using his legs. I mean, I'll I'll put it this way, Andy. We were the sixth team in the NFL to win a game by 30 or more points. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Of those previous five, only two have gone on to even win their next game, and that's New England and Kansas City. Well, I will say
1: this. We are the Um, only team in the NFL to not give up 24 points in a game yet. We're first in the NFC in points and yards allowed. So our defense is playing elite football.
0: Yeah, they're Um, only on the deal, I think, for 40 snaps or something like that, or 50 snaps. I mean,
1: At one point in in the second quarter, Dallas had 16 first downs. And Jacksonville had 16 offensive plays run.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'll say this, Ben. It's funny that you bring up the, uh, you know, like hey, you know, like you you win one week, you lose the next. A little uh thing about our upcoming game against the Redskins.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So the Redskins won this last week. Um, uh, the what, sir? Oh my, ugh, my apologies. Might have sir, to that sir. out. Sir,
0: please. The team please. from Washington. Uh, I just want to make this very clear: the co-host of the Boys Will Be Boys podcast do not use Rachel's slurs. We do not endorse them. We do not condone them. And I'm kind of disgusted at my co-host over here. I feel disgusting. I'm. Uh,
1: I apologize to the art, to our listenership, and our community for saying that word. So the team <laughs> from Washington, um, they are one and one in their last two games. They are 2 and 2 in their last 4 games. They are 3 and 3 in their last 6 games. <laughs> they are 5 and 5 in their last 10 games. They are 6 and 6 in their last 12 games. Hmm. They are 7 and 7 in their last 14. They're 10 and 10 in their last 20. They're 16 16 and 1 in their last 33 and they are 18 18 and 1 in their last 37. <laughs> My point is that Coming off of, for in the last eight games, following a win, they are one in seven. So they're not great when they come off of a they're win. Also, either. probably I,
0: I heard some stat going in because I actually had Carolina's defense going a fantasy. Not a good call because they lost the, the R words. But um, that Washington, every time they get blitzed in a game, they just come out and win the next one without rhyme or reason. So
1: yeah. So. <laughs> It's gonna be uh we can that's a that's as good a transition as any to slide into this upcoming matchup. Um, sure, Ben, I think this is a really important game. Um, I think it's a road game, and they've got to show they can win on the road. It's a division game against the team that's currently leading the division, and I think they've got a lot to sh- got a great opportunity to prove that what happened against Jacksonville was not a fluke. Um, I think that if they win this game, you're gonna have a lot of people that believe going into the buy at 4 and 3 they're going to have a lot of people believing this team could be legit um, if they lose this game i think you're going to see a lot of doom and gloom
0: yeah i mean we're guilty of it as anyone i i would love to see them get a win i mean 4 and 3 is so much different than 3 and 4 especially heading into a buy a division win is huge especially with your division seemingly up for grabs i mean completely and utterly up for grabs at this point You've let a few very winnable games go through. You know, Washington's hard to read, Andy. You know, they they replaced Kirk Cousins with Alex Smith, which is a downgrade, but he doesn't turn the ball over as much. Adrian Peterson's running a lot like Adrian Peterson has ran most of his career pretty effectively. They their weapons outside don't scare you. Their corners are pretty good. Their front four is pretty good, but none of nothing they do is really great. Is what I'm telling you. They're a pretty average team. No,
1: most definitely. Um, and and I think that they're the only thing I really I don't worry about their offense at all. Adrian Peterson has looked really good, but I I have to believe that there's a time limit on that. Um, and Alex Smith obviously like he can play well, but he doesn't have that many weapons. Their defense, however, does have some playmakers. Um, they've spent some first round draft capital on Deron Payne. Um, on who's the other guy they got? Oh,
0: oh, on that front line. Damn. Yeah,
1: it's like Deron Payne and oh. like another guy from Bama or something.
0: They're, yeah, yeah. So
1: what we if, should- and then obviously you got Josh Norman. So, Ben, talk to me a little bit about how the suddenly on fire Dallas Cowboys offense matches up with the Redskins defense.
0: Yeah, well, Josh Norman's a familiar name. You guys out there may remember him from the Des Bryant feud and then said commercials that they actually did together, making a little bit of profit off of that. Uh, Josh Norman is not shy of the camera. Um, He seeks the camera out. He's a pretty mouthy dude. He's been a multi-time pro bowler in this league and been pretty effective. Um, I say all that to say that he's actually kind of become the Redskins' number two corner. He's getting a little up there in age. I think he hit 30. Um, he's, he's still a fine player, but they have this other kid, Uh, I think it's Quentin Dunbar, and he's their number one. He's been really, really good on the outside. So they have two very, very capable corners. Their front four, like you mentioned, DeRon Payne's been an absolute beast. And. I think defensively they're going to be they're going to be a a test for us. Um, Zach Brown's a pretty good little linebacker too. So I don't really know what to make. They they should be able to cover us pretty well. They're kind of a mystery, kind of like us. Um, yeah, they we've are. We've watched them
1: beat good teams, and we've watched them get stomped by the Colts. So it's yeah, so, kind of, who are you?
0: This is what I mean. Their, their wins this year are against pretty good teams. They they beat a terrible Cardinals team, but then other than that, they lost to a really bad Colts team. In fact, that Colts team is 1 and 5 with their only win being the the R words. Then they beat the Green Bay Packers, and they just beat them. I mean, they smoked Aaron Rodgers and them, yeah. Then they go and get smoked by the Saints, which the Saints are really good, but still, they don't even look like they belong in the field on that Monday Night Football game a few weeks ago. And then they come out and beat a pretty formidable Carolina Panthers team. So I don't really know what to make it. And they're they're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team themselves.
1: And so it's uh, kind of like which which Washington <laughs> team are you going to get, and which Dallas team are you going to get? Right. Um, if we were playing at home, I'd say we we're going to kill them. But road test, divisional game, all of those things make me think that this is going to be a very close one. Um. But. You know, obviously our predictions mean nothing. I said we were gonna lose by two touchdowns to the Jags this week.
0: I at least said it would be close. I said it'd be very cowboys like to win because then it will doom us with Jason Garrett, which I'm just kind of ignoring is happening right now. But I did predict a loss.
1: This is true. This is true. Okay, so Ben, what are you feeling this week against our lovely cousins from DC?
0: You know, I just don't think what we saw is sustainable. I hate to say it. I think we're in for a letdown, and I don't really think we're going to look very good on the road again. I think it's twenty-four to thirteen. Okay. Well, then say? I fully believe.
1: Uh, I think that we're going to we learned our lessons. I think we're going to see Dak use their feet. I think we're going to see us the defense dominate. I think we're going to watch the emergence of Michael Gallup. I think that the defense is going to kill these guys. That said, uh, when I predict we're going to lose, we win. So I'm going to predict that the Redskins beat us by four points and
0: leave it at that. Okay. I like where your head's at. I tried this this last year and went on a nice little run with it. Whatever it takes, baby. Whatever it takes. It's only crazy if it doesn't work,
1: my friend. (laughs) Indeed. So... All right, so that's that is uh, we'll definitely be back to talk about the Redskins on Tuesday. Uh, Ben, what do you want to do next? You want to do a little, little Reddit comment? You want to do is the NFC East good?
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's go NFC, let's end on Reddit because Reddit's always pretty funny. Okay, um, yeah, this is this is my is anyone in the NFC any good? And I'm gonna start by saying there are only two teams with four or more wins in the entire NFC right now. Do you know who they are, GOAT?
1: Oh, okay, wait, what's the... What, what What stat am I trying to conjure here?
0: There's only two teams in the entire NFC that have four wins at this point. At least four wins. Hmm. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and give it to you. The 6-0 Rams. Oh, yeah, Rams, obviously. look dominant. And then the 4-1 New Orleans Saints, which besides getting not even smoke, but, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that by Ryan Fitzpatrick, week one, have won their last four. Um, those two teams are good. I'm, I'm willing to say that. I'm willing to bet both of them make the playoffs. Uh, the NFC South can get um, – can be a bit brutal because I think all those teams can score 40 on any given day, but I still think New Orleans is the best. They are the best quarterback, probably the best head coach, probably the best running attack. So. Anyway, those are the two good teams, so I'll leave them out. Of the rest of the NFC, I'm going to read you off some records that I want you to just tell me, are they good or not? Okay. The Carolina Panthers have a winning record at 3-2. and two.
1: <sighs> They got beat by the Reds. 3-0 and 0
0: at home, 0-2 on the road.
1: They got beat by the team from Washington. They beat us, but we looked so bad. I think anyone could have beat us. I don't think they're that good, Ben.
0: Okay, all right, another three win team. The Bears currently sitting atop of the NFC North, three and two. Do you see that holding? I, you know, up until this Sunday, I would have told you the Bears were pretty good, um, but they got
1: kind of taken apart defensively by a Brock Osweiler Dolphins, Dolphins team. team. Um, and and trust me, Kenyon Drake tried to lose that game. Like, oh, he
0: was crying on the sideline, okay. bro, with the towel
1: over I didn't his drag head. On him because of fantasy,
0: but I felt bad, man. Like, uh, he slipped yeah, I didn't out even of him play him that week because, so I didn't really care. But I was like, oh man, that sucks. And then Bears miss a field goal. Dolphins hit the next one in OT. So anyway, the Bears are three and two. They've been pretty bad for years. Who knows, right? But they're certainly not scary. Mitch Trubisky, that's QB. Six touchdown, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Mitch, I love kissing titties, Trubisky. Hell yeah.
1: Man, I love titties. That's the greatest <laughs> tweet they've ever dug up on an
0: athlete ever. Um, okay, so the Bears, I'm going to say that they're pretty mediocre. Good. The Green Bay Packers are 3-2-1, as are the Minnesota Vikings, 3-2-1. The think Minna-
1: are definitely better than the Packers. Um, and especially they tied each on, other. On paper, the Vikings are loaded. They should be amazing. The Vikings should be like a Super Bowl team. They're just not playing like it. Um, Their the defense is allowed 148 points, by the way. Yeah, they don't look good. Um, the Packers, man, like Aaron Rodgers is going to drag that team to nine wins as usual, but they need to fire Mike McCarthy so badly. Like, man, that guy has wasted bad. the prime of the maybe the best quarterback in the world. Like. That sucks. So, no, I don't think that the Packers do not look like themselves, for sure.
0: They're not very high on him in Cheddarland, that's for sure. Uh, Rodgers pretty much single-handedly beat a beat-up Niners team. I mean, no one else on that Packers team. I guess it's Devontae Adams. So, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers pretty much single-handedly won on Monday night. Um, so, they're 3-2, and two, and then the Vikings— did you think they're for real or not? 3-1. I think pretty good. I think they'll make the playoffs just cuz they're loaded, but
1: I think they're kind of like I kind of view the Vikings like I view Philly. Like, yeah, they look bad right now, but I'm assuming they're going to get it together at some point. Okay. So, mm, since you brought them up,
0: the Philadelphia Eagles are
1: 3 and 3 right now. They don't look great. Um Wentz has gotten better as he's come back. He's had a better QBR in every game that he's played in. Uh-huh. Um I do think they're the best team in our division. Um I think that they'll end up being
0: You think the they went to the
1: um, I think it'll be us or them. Um but yeah, probably it'll be the Eagles. So I, I think know there
0: you read all those stats about the Washington R words. Do you yes. think them at three and two? No, they're they're a fraud. They're okay. a fraud. And that brings up one other team at three and three, and it's the Seattle Seahawks.
1: They're another weird one. So they throttled us, but we look terrible. Um, they handle business against the Raiders, who are a JV team. Um, on the other hand, they've been beat down by some people as well. Um, you know, they've, like, I think they're exactly what we said they were when we played them. Like, this is a team of like five players. <laughs> five, and, like, very good those players. five guys play really well. They can beat you. And if they don't, <laughs> if one of them has a bad day, they get killed. So And
0: they smoked Oakland. I know yeah, Oakland's and not good. Oakland
1: so good. Bad. Like, oh, and now they're trying to trade Amari Cooper, which don't, I'm not saying Amari Cooper's like amazing, but like John Gruden is seriously selling off every player they've ever they're had. They're trying to trade him. Conference. They're trying
0: to trade Carl Joseph, who is their first round safety. There's rumors they're trying to trade Brandon Cooks, uh, uh, Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, <laughs> on Biden, fire, so. wide receivers. I mean,
1: everybody. He just wants to clear house, I guess, like.
0: I think he does. I I really think that
1: works. Maybe that's a good idea. It doesn't seem like a good idea to me.
0: It works. If your coach is going to let you, we saw chip Kelly try to do that and he got his ass fired for trying it.
1: Yeah. I mean, not a great look to be totally honest with you. Um, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a Gruden guy. I don't really believe in him as a coach. I think he was a great analyst and he's fun to watch talk to quarterbacks. But other than that, like, I don't think he's a good head coach. They look atrocious. They've abandoned the rooting. run. They I'll a, tell
0: you what, man. This they, guy's a football player, man.
1: They've abandoned the run and they're just throwing it fifty times a game with Derek Carr, and Derek Carr's not that great at this point. I mean, people rag on Dak Prescott uh for having regressed. Derek Carr has regressed hard. Ooh, after getting
0: paid twenty five mil. Yeah. So a year. Not not super great. All right. Uh we'll get off the Oakland real quick and maybe one more team in the NFC. They do not have a winning record, but the Falcons at two and four. Uh
1: that's an interesting one. The Falcons the are so murdered right now.
0: At 192 points against in the NFL, most in the league.
1: Uh they are so murdered with injuries on defense right now that it's hard to see them making a serious run. I just don't think that their offense is good enough to score like the 40 a game they'll need. They'll have an off game, you know, in the playoffs and get killed. Right. Um.
0: And tough division, man. Yeah. They're in a tough
1: division. So I'm going to say that they're not a bad team, but they're very lopsided. And I don't think, th- I just think too many key injuries. Um. And man, do you see that thing that came out about that guy that used to play for them this week? Who? That kid, uh, what's his name? something Judge called- Ito Smith. Oh, sorry. This okay. kid named like, Justin Crawford. He was a running back for them for two years, and he was like a really good running back at West Virginia. Um, got caught. Oh, he tried
0: to rape someone. He like,
1: right? dude, he his girlfriend walked in on him like having sex with a twelve year old. So Ew. yeah, bury him under the jail. Like, find a jail. Dig down, build another jail, put some worse guys in that one, have those guys kick that guy's ass, and then put him underneath that jail.
0: It's pretty much the worst thing you can do as a human being.
1: Yeah. I mean, now, if he has any eligibility left, I'm sure Baylor will allow him in. But other than that. Hey, oh. And I'm not taking that one back. Baylor's terrible. And You deserve every bad thing that happens to your school. So. Sick him. <laughs> you know what? I feel bad because I do know like two of my favorite human beings in the world are Baylor people, and I know they listen to this podcast. So not you and, guys. And I'll say it for you. Fuck Baylor. <laughs> Literally. Okay, fuck that. Bob and Molly, y'all are too good for this earth, and society doesn't deserve you because you're such good human beings. But seriously, man.
0: sick. them <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So that's pretty much what I wanted to say is Looking through that, there's two real teams in the NFC. I'm not counting any of these other teams the out. Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys defense. Hell yeah, yeah, brother. Um,
1: I don't really like no, this Dak feller, but I, like I, I guess Cole what I'm Beasley. trying
0: to say is is when we look, we, we're so centered on Dallas, especially for this pod, obviously. But when you zoom out. I guess what I'm trying to say, there's only really two fan bases, probably in the NFC, that are really happy right now. Um, I think – and there's probably about three or four that are ready for next year. Cough, New York Giants. Cough.
1: dude, I sit next to all the Giants fans, and they just – oh, it's so sad, dude.
0: Hey, grats on your running back, y'all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, One of my boys, he's like a really nice guy. He walked into the office on Monday – or like last – it was Friday because they had just played Thursday night. And he walks in and he goes, well – we're bad, and they just asked <laughs> <break his desk>. because <laughs> we just knew I was going to talk the most shit. I was like, "Ah, you took it from me. You took my power."
0: Yeah, we're, they are bad, man. I can't believe a team that loaded. Well, I can because I've said it for years. Eli Manning's trash. He's the trashiest human that's ever won two Super Bowls. I don't care how nice he is. He's had two incredibly lucky games, and other than that, his entire career is mediocre. If he's you look at up- the Hall of Fame, he's the definition of a mediocre quarterback. But his last name's Manning, so hey. If you look up the, whole thing. the de- if you look up in the dictionary the term
1: washed, <laughs> it is just fifteen pages of high definition <laughs> Eli Manning mouth breath,
0: Eli Manning face, because <laughs> uh, that boy is washed. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I guess what I'm saying, yeah. Um, NFC's wide open, man. It really is, and. Well, we're hitting the panic button, and I certainly am not saying this Dallas team is not flawless. I don't think any team in the NFC is, maybe except for the Rams, and I still don't know how sold I am on Jared Goff yet, but the Rams are pretty damn good. The Saints, I think, will just get there because they're so loaded offensively, and Sean Payton's a damn good coach. Please come coach the Cowboys when Breeze retires. Please please. Hell please. yes. But everyone else, man, it's a toss-up, and Everyone's pretty flawed. And yes, Dallas looks really bad on some days and really good on some days, but there's no one you really point to outside of this team that doesn't. So maybe, I guess, is what I'm telling you. I'm not optimistic we're going to travel well like Goat seems to think, but maybe. I mean, there's we'll, we'll get to their schedule. I think next week would be probably an appropriate time, Andy, as we go, or maybe bye week when we do the bye week pod. Yeah. Um, we'll do remaining schedule talk. And just kind of show you, we have a pretty easy end. We have a real shit fest November, and it's going to be a rough stretch. It's going to be a tough November. But if they get through that, December, December's pretty wide open. So, yeah. um, anywho, that's really all I wanted to touch on, Andy. I don't know if you have any final points for that. No, I mean, yeah, I think I think this is
1: if there's a year to take advantage of other teams not being elite, this is it, especially in, inside of our own division. So I'm hopeful that we have seen this team turn a corner and can take advantage of the mediocrity around them because that would be excellent. Yes, sir. Uh, and so Ben, I bring you to one of our favorite segments. Our closing segment. The best of Reddit. Did do, 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 do. so I just got a, I just got a really good one for you this week. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. This is a thread. Obviously, been everyone's been posting about like Leighton Vandresh playing great, Jalen Smith playing great. great. Um and someone said, "Hey, like when Sean's healthy, what's the rotation gonna be, or like, do you bench LVE? Can you really do that with him playing at this level?" Um, and I found probably the best comment about the situation. This is just level headed analysis from a great football mind. Um, Sean can fuck off, honestly.
0: <laughs> we don't need his great gla- start but we, don't, great, we don't
1: great start. We don't need his glass ass anymore. I think we can all finally admit that he was never that good. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, that's the way instead of like, man, a rookie and and uh a rookie and, and, and Jalen are coming around. No, just go ahead and trash your other player. This guy, no one
1: can be good. this guy was definitely the dude that like the <laughs> second that Dak played well, he was just
0: like, Man, finally <laughs> fuck Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> How does it begin again?
1: Sean can fuck off, honestly.
0: <laughs> it's not even like man it's too bad for sean it's no it's fuck this guy dude it's
1: like he's been waiting like he's always hated (laughs) sean lee and he just like had to put up he's like well we just don't have any other pro bowl linebackers but as soon as we get one other very good linebacker i will hate sean lee like oh my god some of our fans (laughs) suck dude some of our fans suck
0: people hate us man uh, that's very true. It's very true. That's the only one I found this week. Did you happen to stumble across any? Uh, I did not. I did not. So I think that'll suffice for today's. Yeah, fight. we have run long, man.
1: We're like, we're pushing like an hour
0: and a half I know. at this point. So. I know. Oh. We'll get off. We'll let these people uh, go back to whatever they were doing before listening to us. So, uh, you know, probably, probably just not doing shit at work for sure. Well guys, we're just
1: super stoked about the win. It was super fun to watch. Hopefully they can go to Washington and get another one this week, they but won. we will <laughs> but we will be back on Tuesday to either lament the soul-crushing loss or celebrate a win. Probably that first one though. So Uh, With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, please like and subscribe to the podcast and please rate and review us on iTunes. It means the world to us. In fact, rumor has it that if you leave a five-star review on this podcast,
0: the Cowboys will win three more games. And three people get cured
1: from cancer every time. That's 100% true. Not approved by the FDA, but definitely a true statement. Um, So, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh as always, this has been Andy Catelli. Benjamin T. Walker. And this has been Boys Will Be Boys take sure. it Easy. Peace. Peace. And every time I step
0: up in the fielding, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they say yeah. i I won't stop now.